Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that brings you the best and the brightest in the world of startups and innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, founder of InsideOutside.io, a provider of research, events, and consulting services that help innovators and entrepreneurs build better products, launch new ideas, and compete in a world of change and disruption. Each week, we'll give you a front row seat to the latest thinking, tools, tactics, and trends in collaborative innovation. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, and as always, we have another amazing guest. I am looking forward to talking to John Buell today. John is a senior consultant with the corporate entrepreneur community, former principal at Vanguard, and he's been in this space of uh, corporate innovation for quite some time. Welcome to the show, John. Brian, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show. We met a couple of years ago at one of the Lean Startup Conferences, and I think you were driving a lot of the Lean Enterprise work at Vanguard. So to start our conversation there, you know, what got you involved in innovation? It's a funny thing. So at Vanguard, I was there for 13 years. I did a number of roles at the company, corporate strategy and client service. Eventually, I was leading our mobile and web programs, leading our digital program. And about that time, the book, The Lean Startup, came out. And I immediately fell in love. I used to joke, some people have a bowl of candy on their desk. And people come in and say, yeah, I had stacks of Eric's book there. <laughs> and I got no royalties from, from giving those out. But I used to give up these books. And I found it so refreshing and so logical to me. A former engineer, too, so I think it resonated with my engineering undergrad background, that let's test hypotheses before we fully commit to ideas and uh, quickly test them. And sort of sparked an interest and restructured our team and really start applying, trying to apply those principles at scale at Vanguard. I like and that. that. Was, at those early days, you know, the great thing about the Lean Startup book is it kind of gave some common core terminology in that of ways of thinking about some of this kind of stuff that have been happening in, throughout life, so to speak, but kind of gave some crystallization around that. Also, it was kind of that 30,000 foot view of the space. Yeah. And as you've seen over the last four, five, six years, a lot of that has changed and become much more tactical, like how you actually do this stuff. So talk about the evolution you've seen from the early days of, hey, this is kind of an interesting concept to what's changed and, and where we're sitting at now. Yeah, yeah, great point. So when the book first came out, it was this is amazing. Let's, let's try doing it. And we hit a lot of brick walls. Like it's, it's hard to do this. We tried doing cross-functional teams and we had some success. We tried iterating and being more metric oriented and hypothesis oriented and had some success. But there was just friction around the organization. Like this is a new way of operating inside a classic project-based organization, like, like most companies. A typical project at Vanguard, and again, most companies, nothing unusual there. You would fight for funding in the annual process, and you'd get your money for this particular project, and you'd have certain deliverables. We will yep. build X, Y, and Z. The crazy part is, who knows if X, Y, and Z will matter? <laughs> but the whole system is geared to deliver those outputs. And how do you shift to becoming you know, outcome-oriented and, and actually driving results? And that's what Lean Startup's about and the underlying ethos. And the system wasn't set up that way. And so, you know, fast forward, my experience there is we tried it for a number of years and realized there's some fundamental changes need to happen to make the successful at Vanguard. So I came offline, joined our chief technology office that was running a, an enterprise-wide program that was doing a number of things, moving to the cloud, really embracing DevOps and really faster software development. And then the part I was driving was, we called it lean enterprise. How do you do lean startup at scale, enterprise-wide? Yeah. And we partnered with a firm called ThoughtWorks, their IT consulting firm that really helped us think through 
you know, what are the people and process and culture elements from the team level? You, you got to get working in the team room with stickies and how, how do you innovate up through budgeting and you know, technology, infrastructure and culture, all those elements need to change to successfully innovate faster, learn faster and, and operate startup speed. That was the big insight. It's hard to do it alone. You need the system to change to enable it in a big company. I think a lot of it, just different insights that you see. I think a lot of companies just don't even realize when, quote unquote, investing in innovation, that what they're investing in, how the old systems can be detrimental to that. You know, you mentioned the budgeting process where you, know, you launch a new project and it goes along for two, three years because each time it gets to the budgeting cycle and it gets just added back into the mix. And at some point, you know, you don't do that metered funding. You don't do that thing that you would do if you're a startup to have to go back to the investors and say, hey, we're making progress. We need further stuff. And so it's an interesting process just to see how corporations are attacking innovation and now looking at it in different ways throughout the process. It is huge. And the studying of how to make that change happen and budgeting and culture and incentives and really sparked an interest in me. And I left Vanguard back in January to join this, as you described earlier, the corporate entrepreneur community. Let me describe that a bit, and then that might even broaden up our conversation a bit. So the, the corporate entrepreneur community was formed by Eric Reese, so a lean startup in the startup way fame, and a guy named Steve Ligori. And Steve has done a former executive at many companies, most recently at GE, where he headed up a global innovation. And Steve left a number of years ago and was doing consulting. And, and he and Eric worked together at GE and then crossed paths and compared notes and realized there were three things that they realized, so Vanguard's not unique here, is that every company that they talk to has the same problems. No matter what the industry, no matter you know, the vertical, it's all the same, it's always budgeting, it's, always, it's all the same. And the second thing is, it's not science yet. I mean, Eric's written books and Steve has, but, but it's not like it's fully figured out. No one's fully figured out how to transform companies at scale yet. And the third insight that sort of led to the community was there's a gap. There's great content like this podcast or books, there's great conferences and great consultants. But between content and conferences and consultants, there's another C, there's this community. Mm-hmm. And that peer-to-peer learning might be the magic to really help you know, my, my former self in Vanguard or other listeners to really accelerate change. Learning from each other, what works in your context, what works in my context, both strategy and tactics, how do you actually move the ball forward? We believe peer-to-peer learning is critical. Does any takeaway your listeners take from this is that innovation is hard to do this. Why do it alone? Find either an informal or a formal peer group to supplement the conferences and the content and any consulting and coaching. Community is just invaluable to making us all successful. I think that's important to talk about. That's also one of the reasons why you're seeing kind of the rise in startups too, is 20 years ago, if you're an entrepreneur or a startup, that there weren't communities you could go to to learn some of this stuff. Venture capital was very difficult to understand what that was all about. And now you've got startup weeks in, in major cities where entrepreneurs and corporate innovators and folks can get together and see and work and learn from each other. And that idea of community and peer-to-peer mentoring, I think has vaulted both the startup scene as well as now you're seeing it more and more in the corporate innovation space. Because you know, similar to an entrepreneur, you know, corporate innovator, is oftentimes that lonely guy in the garage <laughs> trying to figure it out himself as well. Absolutely. In fact, part of the value of joining our community, it's a bit of group therapy, right? Yeah. You know, how do you have a peer group that understands your challenges? It's invaluable. And even Silicon Valley, we say that is a community, right? It's, it's companies and ecosystem there that, that self-reinforces itself. And so plugging into an ecosystem or community is valuable, even for corporate innovators, for sure. 
So you had a chance to be both inside within a company and, and seeing other companies and, and talk to folks that are trying to do this. What are some of the major obstacles that a new company trying to think and move and act more like a startup or apply some of these principles, where are they stubbing their toes first? And what are some of the things that you're seeing that they're facing? I always like to think of, you know, what, what's a problem to solve? So what, what are some patterns of problems we see companies encounter as they're trying to innovate at scale? And, and one challenge, sort of a, or a paradox, is that you have to change everything, budgeting, and we, you know, we talked about a bunch of things, while you disrupt nothing. <laughs> so you, you, you still got to hit the quarterly numbers. You still got to, you know, ship out whatever you're shipping and serve your customers and clients. So you, you can't disrupt that, but you're also trying to disrupt everything. And so that paradox, and we, we could talk, we could drill on this later, like how to solve that paradox. But that's one thing, you, just to acknowledge you're trying to do that when you're trying to innovate at scale. It's really critical. It kind of begs the question, really, can this be done? Or, or is it literally searching for that unicorn type of company that can make this actually happen? Or is it it's going to be more like an 80-20 rule that 80% of the companies are really not going to be able to figure this out and they'll go by the wayside and the 20% that uh, do will be the ones that are the giants of the of tomorrow? I don't think it's a binary, you, know, you get it or you don't. I think it's everyone's on a journey and a continuum. Vanguard, we improved and, and all of our members. The evidence I see is companies getting better over time. And it is hard. And you know, how do you get to Amazon, a peak company, right? It's right. rapidly innovating. Is everyone going to get to Amazon? No, no. You don't have to get there either, though. And so I'm, I'm optimistic that you can get there, but there's a lot of lessons to be learned <laughs> along the way. And so if you can learn from, from others, Learn from history, learn from your peers. I think it's critical to get there. We talked about community as being one of the core components of it. And we talked about now that there's a framework around it. What are some of the changes you've seen or some of the new tool sets or other things that are helping folks kind of get this and being able to actually execute on it that was different than five years ago? For me, one big insight was make it your own. So as we go into these companies, we work with companies, there's so many books, frameworks, design thinking, lean startup. You have to make it your own. And so that step of, for your own company, your own language, you got to package it for what makes sense in the particular problem you and your, and your company face. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, to me is new, right? It's, it's not this book or that book or the newest fad. It's that in the, in the context of all the other learnings. What tool set are we going to bring to bear for our company to move forward? And that's kind of a liberating idea that you don't have to have one book you know, it's not Lean Start for everything. It's, right. it's, it's a great book, but what else goes together? And so that is really important to me. And the, the other one I'd say is there's activities at the team level. So in the team room, you've got sticky notes maybe and your different colored flip chart. You're innovating and all good stuff. But what will really make you successful is the leadership level, you know, one or two levels above that and governance. Mm-hmm. And how are you getting senior leadership aligned? How are they shaping the overall change? And how bought in are they into the change? And I'd say another learning that I've had or more deeper appreciation is the need to have great governance, governance structures, dashboards, things like that to manage this change to make sure it moves forward. It can't be bottoms up. Maybe start there, but it's going to burn out. There has to be a top-down buy-in for this to take off. Yeah, so let's break that apart a little bit. I do see a lot of corporations and folks that maybe the product team has been exposed to a startup or something, and they're you know learning agile and design thinking. And, and so they start doing some of that kind of stuff and saying, hey, this really works. And this is changing the, you know, our, our horizon one optimization of our existing stuff and that. How does a small group within a company that's kind of innovating in their little world bring that forward to get that buy-in from senior management? Or is there a grassroots approach that you've seen that 
works better than others? Well, yeah, I'll give some advice. We'll, we'll see if it works. Uh, you know, one would be be careful uh, <laughs> because if you push too far, it can be tricky, right? And you're pushing against so many ingrained patterns and cultural norms that from a career perspective, you got to be careful. So what I would do is try to align yourself to a, a leader or an area of the company that might be more open to these ideas and allow them, she or he, to kind of give you give some shelter and to allow you to experiment on these topics. And then in exchange for that, so that the trade is, you've got to give them evidence that it works. Yeah. You've got to give them a sense for a little bit of time, right? Do, do we're going to try this. We formed a hypothesis. We tested it. Good. We formed, we had this hypothesis. We tested it. It didn't work. Thank goodness we didn't, you know, spend two years and $10 million in this bad idea and slowly build that evidence and, and work with your sponsor to build the credibility that, yeah, there is a better way. And so you slowly, it's like nurturing a startup, quite frankly. Your startup is a new way of doing work. And startups don't go from zero to unicorn overnight. And so how do you grow incrementally that idea inside, building evidence, building fans, not going too fast, not going too slow. There's art there. That's a safe way of moving forward. And it's much more likely to work. And at some point, someone's going to say, well, we either disaster happens, Amazon announces you're, they're moving into your space or uh, whatever the change of strategy or whatever the catalyst might be. When that happens, you'll have this pile of evidence in place like, hey, this works. We can scale it. We've gone from one team to four teams. And it seems to be they're getting results and very good use of resources, actually. Let's, let's do more of this. Mm -hmm. Get yourself ready for that day. Yeah. As this takes hold, it seems to be like the journey of the corporate innovator, director of innovation, et cetera, has been evolving as well. So again, the easier stuff as far as understanding that there's a different methodology and kind of this rapid experimentation of that. And now it seems to be like the industry is moving towards the tactical stuff around governance and metrics. And it's like, okay, we've gotten this far. What's next? So I guess what are you seeing from either the corporate entrepreneur community or other places that what's that next thing, next obstacles, next hurdles that corporate innovators are going to face moving forward? You know, I don't know if there's a next new thing, but I will say our community is these corporate innovators, these corporate executives, we get together, share best practices, and it's Hewlett Packard, it's Procter & Gamble, it's Vanguard, it's Munich Reinsurance, DuPont, big, big companies. When we get together, we talk a lot about the internal silos and how do we break down so we can work faster with legal and work faster with procurement. Mm. And at Vanguard, we call them speed bumps. <laughs> There's mm, still these yeah. speed bumps in the way to progress. And I think working on those takes time and it, it's maybe not glamorous, but those are the things that generate more speed and more flow, more throughput in your innovation efforts, which is what it's about. It's learning quickly. The learning part, you might think, okay, do experiments and learn, but doing it quickly, uh, that's the hard part. Absolutely. And it, it become, might become tactical, it might feel tactical, but I think it's fundamentally rewiring the, the organization. Who do you see out there that's doing this well? You mentioned Amazon, and I don't know if they you know, necessarily do lean startup and enterprise kind of stuff, but they clearly the actions they take have some of those core components. But who else out there do you think seems to be leading the way and evangelizing this methodology? I think a lot of companies have a lot of bright spots. I hesitate to name any particular company, certainly any of our members. We love all our members. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have their strengths and they all have the things they're challenged with. Again, I don't think it's, it's a binary thing. Right. If I was seeking inspiration, say, yeah. I would keep scanning, you know, the conferences, the books, the communities, and pick the lessons out that are relevant for you. 
you know, I, I throw Amazon out. That's not firsthand knowledge. That's just me reading. Who knows what it's actually like inside? I'll say one thing. I'm a fan of Elon Musk and a lot, a lot of what he does. Yeah. And I, I gave a talk recently. We we're talking about experimentation. And SpaceX, one of Elon Musk's company ventures, you know, they're, they're landing rockets now. So they're launching rockets into space and then recovering the, their booster. There's video online showing that they're celebrating all the crashes of their boosters, yeah. their, their experimentation to get to the point where, yeah, we can, we can do this. And to me, that epitomizes an extreme case of, of test and learn. We're actually going to blow up rockets in a quest to make launching and landing rockets easy, it's like landing a plane, like no, no big deal. Totally embracing experimentation mindset, and I love that. That's a that's an extreme case of, of the right mindset. I love it. I love it, and I I love the fact that we could probably talk for hours. Uh, if our audience wants to find out a little bit more about yourself or the corporate entrepreneur community, what's the best way to do that? Sure, I check you know Google searches corporate entrepreneur community. Our, our website is corp c o r p e n t c o m dot com corp dot com. Excellent. John, and I'm John Buell. Look me up on LinkedIn. Yeah, John, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate all the insights from Vanguard and, and the new stuff that you're doing uh, moving forward and hope to get you back on the show at some point with some of the new and exciting things that you're learning as well. Fantastic, Brian. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. That's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. If you want to learn more about our team, our content, our services, check out insideoutside.io or follow us on Twitter at the IO Podcast or at Artinger. Until next time, go out and innovate.